Okay guys, welcome to episode 19 and today I've got two very, very special guests, Rosie and Molly Kamita, what's going on? Hi, we can hear the crowd cheering already, man. Thank you. Settle down, settle down, I can't hear. You guys, I mean, you guys are used to that, it? I know you guys have got hundreds of thousands of fans, you know, so... Yeah, all right, coming from you, yeah, leave Listen, listen. I've watched you play in Wembley, man. I saw thousands of people there. So you you made it. You made it. You made my ultimate dream. So for me, I'm I'm even nervous talking to you. I feel like I'm chatting to some stars here. Oh, I, I feel the same, Darren, because obviously Rosie was the one that played at Wembley, which is always a bit of an awkward one for me. Because everyone's like, because I'll bump into people in the street and they're like, oh, wait, didn't you play at, like, weren't you at Wembley? The, the one that played at Wembley? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. But sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I've just got to go with it. I'm like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys could have, you know, actually, before we carry on, everyone that's listening or who's not watching this on YouTube, they're identical twins. And when, I'm, <laughs> and when I mean identical, both beautiful, both identical, both athletes, and both got personalities. And I'm surprised, are you two single still? Oh, oh we actually I ask myself the same question every day. Oh, for real? <laughs> Seriously. Um, yes, well, we're both single, but... Um... I, I know what the problem is, and I know why you're single. Go on. I'll bet you any money, it's just you two can't leave each other's side. Honestly, as we've got older, it's become probably more of a conversation in our lives about the whole twin relationship and how you manage that and let other people in. It's a difficult one. Really is. I mean, how, how on earth are you going to even, you can't compare any of your friends, any boyfriends, any even family members to each other because they're never going to be able to beat it. No, I know. But do you know what? That's, I feel like also that's just something they've got to deal with. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's never going to change. So, yeah. Um, it's a weird dynamic, though. It's a weird dynamic. There's five of us in our family, right? So, two older brothers, one older sister, and then us two, the babies. So, yeah. It's a weird dynamic because you want to be close to your other brothers and sisters, and we are all really close, but there's just something different when you're a twin. You can't, you know, it's, just, it's the one person you spent 25 years of your life with, you know? So That's it's mad. It's I'm intense. jealous. I'm jealous. I wish I had a twin. <laughs> uh, it's a bit like you and James. Uh, <laughs> yeah, except he's really white and he's from Windsor. And I'm, you yeah. know what? When, um, did you both meet him? Did you yeah, both yeah. meet him? Oh, yeah, the Guinness at, the, thing, right? at the Guinness, yeah. at the Guinness, at the Guinness. Um, and he was like, "Oi, Darren, who are they?" And I said, "James, I swear to God, bruv, you you try and make a move, I swear to God, yeah. <laughs> oh, these are not like those girls, yeah." I said, "Yeah, don't like, chat to us." Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, they'll give it back to you. It's not like you're not. They're not fan girls, so don't even bother. Don't even bother telling them about your stories. And um, I, he, he said something to you, and you gave it back to him straight away. And he looked at me, he goes, "Fuck, you know, you're right." You're right. <laughs> no, I called him Joe Wicks, didn't I? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That is exactly what you did. Yes. God, that is he loved amazing. that. Yeah, no, I knew, I knew exactly how to get to him. So I just oh. thought I'd hit him with that one. But, yeah. Got that is good. It was so random seeing you guys there, to be fair. Yeah. At the beginning, well, we, were, we weren't invited to the event. We, Paul Lima was invited to the event. Right. And he was like, because me and James don't, we don't really get invited to those events because we, we don't do the, like, the typical the influencer stuff we don't do the ad like we don't do all that stuff yeah, so we don't, yeah, really, yeah. we don't we don't really get invited so paul lima was like hey boys coming down free guinness yeah i'm coming straight away so <laughs> so when that but it was it was it was a lot of fun but what i want yeah. i want to know 
what because I've started kind of chatting to you guys recently in like what the last year and a half or so, but I've actually known you two since you were tiny. Right, how it was the weirdest thing, right? Because I remember seeing you at that Guinness thing, and I said, and you said to me, you know, I used to live opposite, uh, my cousin used to live opposite you. Like, I remember you playing out and stuff, and he's been like, hang on, but you said to me, I used to be fat though, so maybe it'll <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But, so I was but that's I, my, we go way back. We way back. And, I, and when I was, when I came to the, what, what game was it? it? Was West Ham? I think you had a big game. It was a big. I think game. it was Arsenal, right? Yeah, I think it was an Arsenal game. And I came down, and I was like, because you obviously, after like I inboxed you, and I was like, shit, I just clocked. I actually know you from time ago. Your sister didn't know that. Molly didn't know that. So when I met her, she was like, I knew from her body language. She was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you know what? No, no, Molly's right. so like that. Yeah, no, I'm so sorry. Because after that, I spoke to Rose after. I was like, oh, Salmon. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Salmon, like, yeah. wow. Like, you know, Salmon was one of our close, close friends growing up. And obviously, he's your cousin. So I was like, oh, I feel bad now. But it was like, instantly, I was like, oh, no. I don't know who this boy is. Like, I'm not sure. So no, sorry but, about that, Deirdre. No, no, no. But, but I like that. And I think people should be, that, be like that. Because, you know, like, with footballers, right? Professional footballers especially when you maybe first got your contract, did people around you like change? Cause you both played high level and then, and then on your last year of football, you signed pro Rose. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, that's correct. Um, did, did, did things change for me? Uh, do you know what? I've always known who to keep close and who not to. So yeah. I never really allowed outside influences to really get in. Like I have my, my group of people that I, I love and trust and, that's kind of always been the way with, with me and Mole. Um, yeah. So we're friendly and we obviously speak to everyone and we've got loads of like people that we would associate with, but you, yeah. you always have to try and um, keep it separate, right? Into the people that you trust and you, you speak to and vent to and then yeah. the other ones that are just there for a good time. Yeah, because like even like, because who's doing more media at the minute? Mole, are you doing more media stuff? You like yeah, that I mean, I started, I started my media sort of journey a year before Rosie. So when Rosie signed her first professional contract, I was actually yeah. just starting um, from a media point of view. So it was the first time in our, in our whole lives that we had done something different, um, yeah. which was the maddest year. At, at 25 as well, it's difficult. 20, Very yeah. difficult. Yeah, to get to, get to 25 and, and sort of have that one person that you've had with you that made you comfortable in uncomfortable situations, that gave you sort of that arm that you needed when you, you know, you're feeling a certain way um, when you're starting something new to then go into something that was so daunting and so exposing and you're in front of a camera and you can't hide yeah. um, to not have that one person with me was it was a tough tough year for us and but also a, a very important year in terms of trying to figure out who we were as individuals not just as this yeah. package that we had always been positioned as yeah is um, when when so since birth school living together everything was together until that point literally, literally yeah like literally. honestly when we met you when we were playing football with you yeah. i don't god knows how old we all were but yeah. um yeah that was us like we would come as a two we studied the same subjects at school yeah. um played football growing up same teams you know like it was kind of less than right right wing yeah like, Sorry, same, same traditions really because <laughs> i'm mad. left and molly's all right so i'm left-handed left-footed and molly's right-handed right-footed that's mad. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, sick. crazy, right? That's crazy. <laughs> That's, no, because I remember, I remember when you guys were younger, you just 
when we were playing out, and you know you guys at the end of your street, you had those garages. Yeah, yeah. So I remember playing like 60 seconds with Sam and <laughs> you guys. And, yeah, and I just remember Sam was, oh, these, oh, these uh, two girls are going to come through really young. They both play for Tottenham. I was like, fuck off, they play for Tottenham. I was like, no way. I wish I could play for a club. Like, and you two rocked up and they were ballers. And I was like, this is crazy. But you played, you both played for the same clubs leading up to what point? Um, yeah, so we were at Tottenham for 10 years together. We then went to uh, play in America, yeah. came back, uh, went to Brighton, and then eventually both ended up at West Ham, um, where we I, I done a whole season, Rosie done two whole seasons, um, yeah. but it was at West Ham that we started to go our separate ways. So oh, you, you went to America as well? Yeah, yeah. so not a lot of people yeah, know this. Not a lot of people know. Tell so, me, I want to know. I wanna know. <laughs> Let's go, tell him, tell him. Okay, so obviously we were always known as like the football girls around the area, like probably how Sam and your cousin yeah, um, yeah. introduced you to us. That's probably how most people spoke of us, um, just like the football girls. So that's, that's kind of, do you know what? And I think the reason why we gravitate so much towards you, Duran, is because I think our journeys are very similar in terms of our backgrounds and how we lived growing up. Like, we lived and breathed football. Like, yeah. we weren't doing normal things that teenage girls were doing at the time. Like, we would make sure we were getting eight hours sleep. We were training twice a day. We were eating well and looking after ourselves because we always had a vision of playing football at a, at a, at a high level. So, um, yeah. that's kind of, you know, that's always shaped us and gave us a sense of identity. America, though. Um, so, yeah, at 16, um, we kind of got the opportunity and got reached out to uh, through like phone calls and stuff. And this university in Florida wanted to sign us both to go over and play uh, soccer. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> soccer. Uh, soccer. Soccer. <laughs> so yeah, um, kind of at 16, we had the conversation with them. And then from 16 to 18, it was real tunnel vision for us. Like we were like, oh shit, like we're two girls from Enfield. Like this is not supposed to happen to us. Yeah. Um, and no one at the time was going over and doing things like that. So we were like, oh, let's make this happen, man. Um, so yeah, them two years, we knuckled down completely, like whether it was studies, whether it was making sure we were training three times a week now, that was just yeah. us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you know what it's like at sixth form as well? Like that was a time where people were finding like boys and drink and yeah. cigarettes and all but of that. And it just wasn't us. And we love that, actually. We kind of owned that from a very young age. You know what's mad? When, when I see, like, uh, the girls that were in my school, all the girls that I do know at a younger age, when there were girls like yourself, they never get sucked into bullshit like that because smoking, drinking, all that stuff, I wasn't in that group either because it's a waste of fucking time. And because mm. you had, like, football, you can think about how much football's actually helped you with discipline consistency and wow. anything anything you do now from the foundations you have from football is gonna you're definitely you're gonna be successful no matter what because <laughs> you you won't you won't veer off mm -hmm. to any of that bullshit and what you were saying about how we're actually quite similar with the journeys you're right the only difference is you two are better footballers you two are better footballers but you're saying background. What is your background? Because I don't, I don't, I don't actually know. Really? Okay. I so I, I kind of know, but as in what your cultural background, I don't my know. Culture. Yeah. 
Yeah. So my mum, well, our mum is um, half... My mum, she said, sorry. My mum. <laughs> 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 okay, we've got different mums if you want to just let me know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, so mum is half English and half Indian. Yeah. And then our dad was half Irish and half Lithuanian. So, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, my days. Yeah, it's madness. So it, it's funny, right? Because as I said earlier, we've got... Uh, five of us in the family and our yeah. other brothers and sisters are uh, a lot fairer skin than us and they've all got green and blue eyes right so yeah. there's this thing where every year at Christmas or a birthday when we're all actually in the same room which is rare me and Rosie look around the table we're like mum just tell us just tell us because there's no way we're part of this family like something has happened here and um it, you know obviously she's like stop being silly like of course you're part of the family, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's just, it's mad because a lot of people, I guess, um, would never really, really know that. But from looking at our brothers and sisters, you can really see that strong Irish Lithuanian side come through. You know what? If if any producers are listening to this, um, if you guys want to do the remake of Bend It Like Beckham, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is two, two perfect candidates. And also you can hire both of them. If one wants to stay in and doesn't want to work, the other can come in and... Uh, you'll be perfect for it. a remake needs to be done because you obviously watch bend it like beckham 100 percent. oh man honestly childhood our childhood like when that come out the amount of comments we would get honestly right. it's like yeah. you're you're dreaming i was like oh my god I, I, i'm not gonna lie i've watched it like four or five times and i'm pretty sure it's actually on netflix again or amazon or something yeah no it is it's out it's it is. out yeah it is i watched it i watched it the other time so when when all that was happening like football obviously like i said helped out with discipline all that stuff as well as like confidence being in a being in like a team sport you gain confidence right and you guys are very confident i've seen you in front of the screen when you talk you're very confident in the way you talk how about when you travel did the traveling help you guys out being away from home because going from like when i first went traveling and i went to australia mm -hmm. um i went from mum and dad were in tottenham they were in northumberland park went from there to sydney and it's just like a different world, isn't it? So what was it like for you guys when you were in America? Not, not football-wise, but living there as in making friends, chatting to people, cultural differences. What was that like? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, the America stage was the most difficult stage in our lives. Um, and yeah, be it, being upfront and honest, um, six months before, so we had this great plan, right, of America. We got this opportunity that we, yeah. we knew was about to change our lives forever. Um, six months before we were about to fly, our dad passed away, right? Oh, so fuck. I didn't know we, that, sorry. Yeah, that no, was fine. So obviously that, that side of it, you had this plan. You never planned for that. You never, yeah. you, never, you never think that's gonna happen to you. So actually we went from having this real strategic day-to-day, month-to-month plan and then yeah. you get hit with a spanner, right? So I'll be honest with you, going away at that time, we were, we lost ourselves. Yeah, like we, we, we got on the plane and we cried the whole way, it's like eight hours, right? Yeah. We cried the whole way there and we're there and we're like, we, we land and you think that you've just found your happiness. You think that being in Tampa, you think that being, living that life, that playing yeah. soccer, you've got yeah. the sun every day, you've got amazing facilities, you're playing with top players, you think that you're you're gonna land and you're gonna feel something. Yeah. All I can describe it is it was the most underwhelming experience because actually you can't feel nothing because you're grieving. And I think what happened is we we tried to force that move and we we done it because our dad 
you know, our dad wanted us to go to. We're like, yeah, we're going to go and do this. Um, so we went out there in. Was he a the, big football? Was he a big football person? Oh, oh huge, man. huge, huge. Like, He's okay. the reason we play. Like yeah. big, big Chelsea fan. Like, yeah, just obsessed with it. And um, would take us to training every every session. Like be at yeah. every game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but okay. I, I, I remember um, it got to the Christmas, and we signed four year contracts in America. After it got, we went in August. We came back in December, and we never went back. Was but, um. Yeah. I'm assuming because your dad was so involved in your football, you 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 might have forced it in the sense that dad would have wanted this. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. Oh, 100%. Like we said to each other, we said like, obviously when we got the news and like the funeral got done and all of that, we kind of sat down and said, are we still going through with this? And we kind of just said, yeah, like it's what he wanted. He, yeah. We had a plan. We've got to go through with it for him. Um but you know, two young girls, we were we were simply just grieving, and we couldn't go, we couldn't do it, man. Were you, it was were you, were you sixteen or eighteen? Sorry, eighteen. Uh, so eighteen, yeah, yes. just turned eighteen. That's still so young. It's crazy, isn't it? When you're eighteen, you fucking think you're an adult, isn't it? Like you think you're all oh, grown up. You're like kind of got it figured out. I'm playing football. I'm playing this. I'm that. But when you look back at it now, eighteen, you're actually so young. So yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, we were vulnerable. Like we needed to be around people we loved, and no one knew yeah. us out there. So it was very, very tough. But you, you put it. We're literally putting on a front every day, and it was draining, man. Like you're, oh. you're waking up trying to pretend you're happy, but your life is literally a mess. And you're like, oh wow, like how long can someone pretend? And that was the thing. We got to a point after a few months, we're like, I can't do this no more. And you feel like you have let yourself down. You feel like you've let everyone down because. From Enfield, these two girls from Enfield, to go to America was a big deal. So we felt pressure with that. We felt like we had to be the, the ones that done it, you know? Yeah. And then we didn't yeah. do it. We didn't do it. So then that, that still probably stays with us to this day, you know? It's, it's a difficult one to take. But you got to remember, like, everything, like, happens for a reason. A lot of people, I find that, like, although you didn't do it, out of that, you probably grew a lot in that stage. And coming back to England, you probably got a lot of opportunities that maybe you maybe you didn't acknowledge as much because sometimes maybe you're thinking about what would have happened if I was in America for three, four years, you know? And I think instead of that, what you guys are doing now, I mean, you're doing good. I mean, last week, were you, who are you guys working with? BT or saying? I remember you said you're too big time. You couldn't come on last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just, uh, yeah. no. We're working on something with the um, WSL at the minute, which is the yeah women's super league uh, that we do a lot of work with. So, yeah, just uh, never too big time for you, Dad. Like, Dylan, we're here. No, we're here. no, no. <laughs> but um, you know what? It's it's so good, like, to see because a lot of footballers, and you guys will know this as well. That I, I played, I played to a level where I was non-league. I was good. I was never great. I was never great. I was good. I was always a guy that was on time at training, worked hard at training, but was never great. I didn't have the confidence I do now. If I had the confidence I do now, playing on a pitch, and if I was a bit of a prick in the changing room. Mm. and acted big time I actually think I would have done better because you know what it's like in the changing room right you get people well I don't know it might be very different with women's football what's what's the changing room like with the females because with the guys it's just like everyone's measuring dicks <laughs> we measure dicks too <laughs> <laughs> right, you always used to lose that one yeah I'd always lose yeah. <laughs> is it is there like was it was there a lot no, of egos was there a lot yeah. e is there a lot of egos in the changing room um, you know what? It's it's not so much egos. It's just like, listen, there's a lot of banter that flies around. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. 
I, I think it's similar in that way. Like, you no, know, it's, 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 to... it's the same concept, though, isn't it? Everyone wants that. Sh everyone wants to play. Yeah. So everyone is your competition, position. right? Mm. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah. Like, I can imagine there were definitely, there, there, there are definitely egos very similar to the men's game. But, yeah. you know, everyone, and, and that's where it's really difficult sometimes to differentiate um, between friends, real friends, and football friends. Because actually, how much do you ever speak to them people again once you leave the club? Um, and that was always quite a big learning thing for us. I think we felt like we had all these people around us when we were playing football. But yeah. actually, you step out yeah. of football and no one's there. No one's um, messaging you. No one's checking up on nah, you. No, nah. You're lonely, man. Because you know what? You think about it. And I, well, I never, well, my friend, Michael Hector, he's at, um, he's at Fulham now, one of my good mates. And he's, and he's dad, I remember him telling me when he was at Reading and he was talking to me about the football players. He's like, they've got a job to do. That's work, right? That's your job to do that. And I never thought of it like that. I always thought of football as like playing football. So when you go to a club, I'm always like, trying to make friends with everyone and all that shit. Whereas other guys, other people might be thinking, well, this is just work. I'm here to make my money and then go out. And I feel like, although I've always wanted to be a top level footballer, all of that stuff, thinking about it now, maybe not becoming that, and maybe for you girls not becoming that, it's possibly maybe the best thing that's ever happened in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? And like, you guys are such personalities. I actually think you'll do so much better with your oh. stuff. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, I mean, how many people in the change room, you'd have some dry people that can't even talk to a camera, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like anything, I guess. But no, I mean, I, I do agree. I think that at the time when you're making them decisions and you're walking away from football, it feels like you're about to make the biggest mistake of your life. And you feel like, like, for example, when I first, when I left football before Rosie, because we had that year apart, right? I felt like I then had to go out and prove to myself that right. I'd made the right decision. So I just yeah. went, right, I'm just going to work. I'm just going to make sure that I, that I can sleep at night because I've yeah, actually yeah. left something that I really love. Yeah, um, yeah. But long term and looking back now, we know we've done the right thing um, you, by walking away from the game. You, we, you feel it. Do you know when you walked away from it, right? <laughs> Me personally... I was like, what the fuck do I do on the weekends? I was like, <laughs> oh, don't, how much don't. time, how much time did you have when training stopped and when um, your weekends were free? Like you would have had so much free time, right? Oh, it's, it was mental. So obviously, well, do you want to talk about you first? In terms of yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And then I'll, I'll address when I, yeah. Left, I mean, as I said, like I left the year before and it was the first time we'd ever gone on our own journeys. And I remember getting in my car after leaving the club and Rosie was still in there because obviously she's still at West Ham. Got in my car and I cried my eyes out, man. I was like, right, shit. Like, I've actually just done that, right? Yeah. So now it's like, okay, there's no more Molly and Rosie. I'm now Molly and I've got to go back into th this world without her. Yeah. Um, so I remember feeling a loss of identity. I remember feeling really, really lost and just stuck about what I was going to do next. Yeah. And I think that comes from everything football gives you, right? Routine. Um, yeah. It gives you structure to your day. It gives you a purpose. When you take that out after having it for 25 years, you're then like, who am I without a badge? Yeah. Um, and I think that is the biggest lesson to learn. I wanted to be someone without a badge on me. I wanted yeah. to be enough. And I wanted yeah. to feel like I was enough without, um, without having something to sort of 
label me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent get that. Like, but that pressure is so good because you're, you're a competitor. Do you know what I mean? You're anyone that plays a sport is a competitor. You're competitive. And when you take that out into the real world, once you find what is right, then it's like, uh Oh, everyone else is fucked now because now I'm on this. <laughs> I know what I'm doing and like everyone else is going to be too lazy. People waking up late, not working as hard enough and stuff. So that's why it's great. What about you, Rosie? Right. So this is why I feel it's so bizarre that I'm sitting here and we're on this pod today because like <laughs> genuine, I, I, <laughs> said, I said to Mo as well, like you actually were the reason why I was brave enough to step away. So oh, really? Yeah. So that, oh, we that messaged, night, we messaged. Yes. 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 So I messaged you some long message on Instagram because I basically I was I was driving to to training and I was literally crying my eyes out like just having a breakdown. I felt like drained. I was tired. I knew that I was chasing a dream that ultimately I weren't good enough for anymore. Like they were looking at younger players. That was what mm. the industry is like now. It's very cutthroat, and you have to yeah. really have a sit down with yourself and be honest and yeah. and talk to yourself and, and let yourself know that you're not quite there, even though you, you want to be. Yeah. Um, and I remember I messaged you and was just like, okay, when did you know it was the right time to make a call, like on your career, on football, on chasing this? And you voice noted me back and it was just like, you put it so simply, you were just like, Rose, you know already, I could tell by the tone of your voice, you already have the answer, you just need me to reassure you. I was like, all right, cool. Then reassure me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah. Carry on. You carry on. You carry on. I was like, well, reassure me because I'm about to walk in. Like, I'm, I didn't tell you I was crying, but I, yeah. I was about to go and make the call now. I just needed to speak to someone who had been there, done it, and was all right afterwards. Yeah. And I really needed yeah. to hear from you. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of after you, you voice noted me that. Me, me that I was just like all right I'm doing this I walked into that changing room I sat both managers down let them know sat all the players down let them know and that yeah. was the last time that I played man that's that's mad you know what when you <laughs> I remember that really well when you messaged me and I was like fuck this is a shit fucking day for you but it's gonna be the best thing you've ever done in my head that's what <laughs> I was thinking and it's like it's weird when 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 you get that sort of message from someone right and because I know exactly what it's like to be there, but the only difference was you're actually at a big club, you know what I mean? And you, if you forced it, you probably could have stayed, but from the way you were saying it, I, I already knew that, like I said to you then, like you kind of already know the decision, you just got to do it. It's, it's a bit like, it's weird, isn't it? It's a bit like a breakup. It's like, you know, the person's not good for you, but like you have to do it and it's going to break your heart. You're going to be upset, but, <laughs> yeah. but you have to fucking do it because it's the right thing to do. And, um, when I heard that, when I, when I chatted to you about it, I didn't want to talk in a way like, oh, like, I think one bad thing is like some, sometimes people like force other people to make decisions, like a decision that they think is right. Mm -hmm. Whereas I like to just like, just drop a dose of like, to test you in a way where <laughs> you see how she reacts. And then you kind of like figured it out yourself. Do you know what I mean? And which mm -hmm. was, do you feel like, do you both feel like now it was the best decision or not? I'll tell you the maddest thing about that story, by the way, sorry, just quickly, yeah, is like, and, th and this is where sometimes um, being too close to someone isn't the best thing, because what you had told yes. her, what you had told her, I said a hundred times, right? But it had to come from someone that was an external, that weren't involved in our day-to-day, -day, right? Yeah. But also had been there and done it. 
um, yeah. and that, that, that was mad. When no, it's, that. it's true, and I, to be honest, the reason why I reached out to you is because I had listened to your podcast anyway about you talking about your football journey, and everything you said in that podcast about how it made you emotional, how you would cry, that, mm. in life, in it, like, Darren, honestly, like, football was the only thing that got me, like, yeah. I, I felt real love for that, mm. would hurt me if I played well, uh, badly, yeah. it would make me the happiest person if I played well. So to lose that, I've really needed to speak to someone who, yeah, who had done it. So yeah. I'm, I, well, I'm saying sorry now for everyone to hear. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think it's, um, it's one of those things, like, like you said, about the emotional thing about football. It's, um, I remember like sometimes I would get so emotional about the game. I remember a game where I played and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't play like this. I'm so much better. I remember the ball going under my foot when I tried oh, to control no. it. Oh, wow. and, and my heart like fell out of my ass. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? And I like, kind of bro broke down in my head, but I couldn't in the game. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, this is like, I've got to stop. I've got to either stop and like come back strong or I've got to make the next move. But um. I'm actually, I'm, I'm buzzing for you. I'm actually buzzing for both of you guys because that is such a difficult decision to make initially. And sometimes making the most challenging decisions is sometimes hear it from not a stranger, but someone that's not going to judge, not going to have a, a really strong opinion or like you, whatever you do with your life, it's not going to affect me, right? Mm -hmm. it, exactly, it, yeah. it might affect your sister. It might affect your family will affect people that are really close to you. Not saying she will say anything to change your decision, but when you hear it from someone or even when I was having like issues, I remember chatting to a stranger about it and it was so much nicer because they weren't mm. judging me. <laughs> cause like <laughs> they, don't, they don't judge you. They don't judge you. Like, cause if you told your friend some of the things in your head, they would go fucking hell dude, you're fucked mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. But as a stranger, <laughs> a stranger would be like, no, no, you're right, man. This is normal. So I'm buzzing mm. for both of you guys. And I think, um, I think in media, number one, yeah, you guys are identical twins. Both play football, high-level football. There has to be a podcast or a TV show or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's see, man. Let's see. Yes, you know what? It's so mad. Like, me, we've changed so much in this past, yeah, well, these past few months, I think. Like, Duran, I don't know what you were like, but I I think football maybe done it to us. Like we were so like, okay, we're gonna get here by this age and here by that age, and we're gonna achieve this and that. Now we're just like, do you know what? If opportunities come up, say yes to them and work backwards. That's it. Hundred percent. And the good thing is now you can take it because you don't have to be a fucking training three nights a week. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what is there with that as well? Like we we were living this cycle right where you go. Right, because uh, women's football is very different to, to men's football, right? I okay. totally understand why you would turn around and go, I'm going to go for this. Because yeah, yeah. the reward is so great when you make it that actually you don't just change your life, you have the potential to change your whole family and everyone around you, That's right? what I was going to ask you, actually. It's good that you put a carry on. Yeah, carry yeah on. sorry, sorry. So it's like you, you, you go for it. You really go for it. With us, it, it's a very di the women's game is in a very different stage to what it was when we were growing up. So actually, yeah. we never had that clear pathway. We never knew that it could be um, achieved to be a pro footballer. That yeah. education wasn't there and that pathway wasn't, didn't actually exist. So for us, it was like, okay, we didn't just have to play football and we couldn't just be in a setup where you just train full time from a young age at an academy. No, we were 
doing uni, working, coaching, had a girls football club that we started and playing football at the same time, right? So actually we're in this cycle of living where we go, right, we're just going to graph, graph, graph. That's what yeah. you've got to do. Burn out. Oh my God, I'm going to have a breakdown. I need two months <laughs> off. Do it again. Burn, 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 burn out. Do it again. And we got to a point where we were like 23 and I felt like I was 60. And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my God, we <laughs> need to stop. Yeah. Like, this is just too much. And you, you, you become emotional, irrational. You, you start changing as a person because actually you've got no time to even think. Yeah. Let alone like tired. have time for yourself yeah. and a bit of bloody... Yeah, just, just yeah. let me meditate, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even have time for that. It was mad. So, yeah, just things like that is different in the women's game. Because realistically, I don't know if you know this, but say like the best female footballer right now, say sponsors this and that, how much, how much would they be making? Would you know? Would you have a rough idea? Top level, one of the best. How much would she make? Would you know? Oh, that's a Listen, you can earn very good you can money, earn very you can good money very right good now. Right, right now, now. Okay. okay. But yeah. we're talking, if you're in the top four clubs in the league and you're a top player of them top four, four clubs, you're, you're, doing doing well. Well. you're doing very well. You're getting, you're getting sponsorships. You're getting every gig going. Yeah. Okay. But when you're not in the top four clubs, and West Ham definitely isn't. I know you're a West Ham fan as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you're not, yeah. you have to really have com hard conversations with yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. To be like, right, okay, yeah, I'm living my dream. Don't get me wrong. I've got yeah. my pro contract. I'm training every day. But what am I going to do next year if I don't get this pro contract? Because I ain't got money to live on like the boys do um, for the rest yeah. of my life. You know what yeah. I mean? So, well, I can't go and play non-league and, and nick a few hundred pounds a week. You know, like, I can't. Yeah. It's not an option. It's not an option. So, yeah, man, like, you have to think ahead as a woman in, the, in, in football, 100%. And you know what, though? We learned so much through doing that. Like, whilst we started the um, girls' football club, because we had a girls' football club in Enfield, I don't know if you knew, but we started that a couple of years ago um, just to oh, get girls. A long time ago. Yeah, four or five oh, years ago. Four or five ago. years yeah. ago, yeah. Just whilst we were at uni, we, we had that going, which was great. But that taught us a lot, man. Like, we were dealing with parents. We were dealing with kids from, like, babies all the way up to 18 year olds and, and all of that so it teaches you how to interact and have conversation with different people and you know being from Enfield as well it's a lot like Tottenham man like you're you're dealing with different cultures as well and I think it enables you to adapt you're dealing with cultures you're dealing with people coming and saying I don't have the money today you're probably yeah. dealing with this. you know what I mean and these are all like challenges that require people skills you know yeah. so which is great because again it's it's one of those struggles that you guys had to adapt to and to do better. When, when you were at the football clubs, mm -hmm. how good was the training in the sense of like the gym training and stuff? Because I know you did a bit of stuff with Nick and why are you smiling? Who's the lazy one in the gym? Nah, do you know what? It's mad because obviously... Again, where the game, game is at now, it wasn't at that level. So actually, there was a, a lack of education, probably up until the time that Rosie got a pro contract, right? There I was assumed never, that, yeah. We were, we were never exposed to that education. So actually, when I stopped playing football, I, I didn't know what working out was without football. So it's like, oh my God, how do you train without playing football? Like, what do these people do? And then you have to educate yourself and then you open yourself up to this world and you're like, okay, there's a gym. So um, look at them getting excited. There's, 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 <laughs> no, it's funny because like there's like Molly going, "How do you train without football?" 
gets a Virgin oh, Active membership, takes a football <laughs> and starts doing kick-ups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, no, but it was a new world because you never, we never knew about it. But yeah, it's not until you get to a level where I think as a, woman, as a women's footballer, you start to really get educated mm. on the benefits and how to do it properly. Very yeah. true. Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to bring Ali up here. Yeah. Because when I was still chasing that dream, Ali was also trying to chase the dream. And we yeah. were trained. Uh, Albany Leisure Centre, just down the road from his. Yeah, yeah, I know, and, I know, I know, yeah. Uh, listen, we would be doing single leg, everything in there. <laughs> we'd, be on, like, we'd be on the, the boxes and all of that stuff. Like, and yeah, he, he, he taught me a lot, Ali, in terms of training specifically for football. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, in terms of like the real nitty gritty and the ins and outs of it all, I suppose I only really learned that when I was in and around the professional game and mm -hmm. that was only for a season, so... You, and I, I don't believe you can take everything from one season. You have to live and breathe it, right? It's mad because um, imagine if you implemented, say, what you were doing in that first year in professional football when you were early teens. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, wow. man. Like, it's it's a different... still be playing now. Thanks. It, yeah, 100%. And you'd be, like, such a different athlete. And a, another mad thing is with S&C coaches and coaches in general, a lot of them don't know how to train women in the sense that you might come in one day and your squat might be 60 kilos but then you might be in a certain phase with your menstrual cycle and you're feeling weaker and you might be a little bit more emotional your motor skills might not be great and your squat is now 30 kilos you're in the corner crying about your back squat and you're feeling emotional the coach is shouting at you going why are you lifting and they don't even know why you know what i mean because <laughs> you know, they don't they don't see it they don't realize that oh shit female physiology is actually very fucking different. That's only just getting it. You know, I was mad about that. That point, yeah, is so valid because it's only just getting the recognition now, probably, um, at the beginning of this season, yeah, that it's starting yeah, to actually be spoken about by big platforms and, you know, the yeah. Telegraph done um, a, a big spread on it and big clubs, Chelsea Women, for example, have an app now where everything's tracked and monitored and training will differ depending on where people are at with their cycle. So... All this sort of stuff that, you know, is crazy that it's never been really thought about in the women's game is now being implemented. But actually for us, it's too late. So you imagine the girls that are coming up now, the, the amount of stuff that they're exposed to from a younger age means that they are going to be a hundred times better, a better player than we ever would have been. An all-round athlete, really. And, and, yeah. and yeah, just an all-rounder. All because it's mad. It's like you could be at that time of the month where things are all over the place and you, could just get, you can easily get injured. You can easily get injured. Yeah, ACL, ACL injuries in women's football is, yeah, a lot more common. And, really? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, huge. It's, it's a lot of research being done in it at the minute. And, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy because there's definitely a correlation there. And I'm, I don't know the ins and outs and I won't claim to know, but there, there's yeah. definitely a, a correlation there between ACLs and women's football. Yeah, the amount of girls that have gone to ACLs last season yeah, is scary. 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 Do, um, but at least, at least that you're now aware even aware of that because maybe two years ago maybe you wasn't do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's 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 progress do you know what I, mean? I remember even like when i think rosie posted a photo a video of doing deadlifts and it was during the season i remember messaging her and i was going what the fuck are you going for a pb deadlift you're in the middle of a season why are you doing <laughs> that why are you doing really? that i was like i was like i was like that's too much load on your hamstrings you got a game on the weekend have you lost your fucking nut like i remember <laughs> i remember going in but it's normal you wouldn't know because you don't get educated by the club about it Listen, I don't know. Until you messaged me, did not even think about it, which is crazy. Like, yeah. because we have played at a good level, but 
you don't get what you would get at the type of level if you were playing if you were a bloke you know that's yeah, the yeah. difference like oh, you're not you're not looked after like that so are you do you think so is women's football go, so if you were to sell women's football say to me to make my i've got a daughter right listeners here there were a lot of listeners will have kids right that are listening if they've got a daughter if you were to sell women's football to them why should they play uh, go oh man go, yeah, yeah i want to hear both i want i want to yeah, hear okay, both go, go first Gonna make my ideas. i'll go first <laughs> listen i'll just keep it simple the habits that women's football a football in general gets you into is a joke like I've taken everything that I've learned from years of playing from, from a young girl to now in terms of my day-to-day my -day habits. Like, I can't wake up and not train. Like, yeah. it's in me now. I can't not do it. Otherwise, my mood's affected. So it's part of me. The way I am now able to interact with people because I've been so used to being in a team environment my whole life. Yeah. Um, you know, the competitive edge that we have, even in any industry, like our media stuff, we get so competitive with it and we're like, oh, okay, that's just from football. We don't yeah. even mean to sometimes. And, yeah. you know, I think them three things alone will get you very far in life. So, yeah, for me, that's probably why, yeah. how I would sell it. Yeah, no, nah, look, for me, for me, women's football is probably in the most exciting stages that it's ever been. Yeah, um, it's that. only going up regardless of the pandemic regardless of what's happening right now women's football is going nowhere the only way it is going is is up so right now I'm really jealous of and I'll be honest I'm fuming that we're not um, reincarnated and born again because if I was <laughs> then I just feel like I just feel like it would be the only route that I would want to take because actually the opportunities the the exposure and just the all-round person that you become from being exposed to them environments from day one yeah. It's life-changing. And I don't know who we would be without the game, but I know that certainly we would not have half the opportunities that we've, we've had without the women's game. So, yeah, for anyone with daughters, any, anyone sort of thinking about the game, I just think that it's an amazing time to get involved. Yeah. So anyone that's got kids, team sport. But obviously football comes first because that is the best sport in the world. Team sport. It is, the, it is the best. You would have had that issue when you went to America, people calling it soccer and that. You would have, would it, was it frustrating? Oh, man, no. Do you know what got me when they called boots cleats? Oh, what? What's that? Huh? My head what? was gone. Yeah, yeah they called them cleats. So I, I was like, we are back for it. Any Americans listening? Yeah, that's it. The cleats gets me. That, <laughs> yeah, soccer. Was soccer there, used. did you go to like any like high school American football games or any of that stuff? Oh, well, we would have this. We would go to like parties at the ranch. So that was like the boys' house. Yeah. And we would just be there like after games at the weekend or whatever. We would all like every sports team would go there. Yeah. But it's mad. So we learned one term. So, which is crazy. And I hated this term because I was friends with everyone over there. And so was Miles. But yeah. um, the term like NARPS, have you heard of this? I think I've heard it in a movie, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, so they call, this is mad, so they call people who don't play sport, like, non-athletic non regular people. Oh my days! I know, <laughs> how, how offensive! Is that? that is rude! It's crazy! crazy. I'm gonna call Ali that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, new word, new word for everyone, not. No way, so say if, you, say if you went to a party and there was someone that didn't play sport, they would just call him out, that nuts over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah madness. That so is rude. mad. It's so crazy. Rude. We would never do it, obviously, but no, never. Yeah. yeah.
it's pretty funny. It's mad, isn't it? With like different cultures and different people. Like when you travel, you learn so many weird like things. Have you got any travel plans? Do you, well, not now, but do you want to do? Do you want to do more traveling? Yeah, we um we actually had an amazing opportunity uh, a few years ago. Now we went over to Indonesia um, and worked with the girls' football academy over there. And on, Where? Honest, Where? honestly, it, um, Jakarta. Jakarta. Oh, well, you, you went to Jakarta, yeah? That's sick. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was unreal. So we went to Jakarta and we actually went to Bali for two days as well during that trip, but we need to go back and do it properly. But I think for us, it was such an eye-opening experience. And we've always said, no matter what happens next, we will want to do something in this country for young girls coming through and yeah. as well as over there, because honestly, the, the impact you can have was powerful. And we were there for a week and you just felt like you had changed people's lives and you can't describe that feeling. You two, yeah, I'm going to get on your fucking cases. You two should have a joint account. Like, you know how, like, uh, is it F2? You got Jeremy, Jeremy, is it? Jeremy? Oh, yeah, yeah, Jeremy and Billy. See, you should be doing content like that together. And the best thing is your family. You've, you're always together. You could be doing videos every day. No, I know, I know. We have, we have been told, oh, do a YouTube and all that. But again, we're just seeing what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let, let's speak about that separately, yeah? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I've got you, I've got you. What, um, <laughs> all right. Twin problems. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Have you, for example, one person, one of you guys have had a boyfriend, yeah? Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a situation where someone's, you're on a date or something, or maybe even a double date, someone gets confused with who you are or has there ever been a situation where you guys have played games with a boy and you, th- you thought it would be funny? Cause if I was a twin, man, I'll do so many, so much, so much weird shit, man. I would be do you know doing- what? I've got, to, I've got to say like with the whole twin thing and like the playing games thing, we yeah. definitely have never done it enough. And also think that the minute you um, get to know us is very obvious who's who. Um, so we've never, never tried anything like that on any sort of dates or anything. Oh. No, no, it seems like we, we come across so boring, don't we? Sorry about that. No, but, um, you're not boring. No, dance. you're not boring at all. You're not boring at all. <laughs> when, when you said... I was thinking, should we make up a story quickly? But I thought, I ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's Kieran, we've never done that. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like Molly would be, Molly would be the twin that would go, excuse me, um, this steak is not medium rare. Can you sort this out? <laughs> I one hundred Molly's a lot more stern than me. Like I'm just in my own world all the time. Like Molly always tells me, yeah, one of yeah, one of us has to take a bit of a lead. I'm skipper in this relationship. Do you do you ever do you ever do you ever have any big arguments, big fights? Uh, I'll be honest with you. It is like it's probably like being a married couple. I don't know how that feels, but it probably is like that. Like okay. you imagine someone being with you constantly, and like yeah. you think that you can even get away at work, but now they work with you as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, it's intense. It is intense. So we definitely have our moments, but. But then we also have like, we do have separate lives as well, which is. Yeah, we're not these weirdos. By the way, I feel like we've come across on this podcast <laughs> as these weirdos that no, in, no, when not. we're 60 years old, we're going to have a show on Channel 4 because we live next door to each other. And, and, we've, like, knocked the, and not, we've knocked the wall down. We've knocked the wall down. Something weird like that. That's not going to happen, everyone. <laughs> if, if that happens, I'm calling it. It was on this podcast. <laughs> And I'm, br- and I'm bringing this back up and I'm putting this online. And when that happens, I want to be on the show as well. I want to be on the show. <laughs> oh, wait, you'd be long gone if we were 60. <laughs> Oi, there's only like two, <laughs> there's only like two years between us. No, I'm joking, I'm messing. What, um, so obviously since 
there's been 2020 has been fucked yeah in the sense that it's been crazy and the current situation with covid and what's happening with the black lives matter how how are you finding how are you finding everything are you guys how how are you guys coping with the covid like with the isolation how are you guys coping you good or have you found have you found struggles like being stuck at home and frustration or whatever yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be honest, it's been a real, a real up and down journey. I think yeah. there's, for, for us, I suppose, first and foremost, we're, we're in very um, fortunate positions. We're isolated with family. We have a garden. You yeah. know, all these things that maybe were taken for granted before, um, yeah. we, we are very grateful for. So actually, we know that we are not in bad positions at all. Um, but it has been a roller coaster. Like, some days, honestly, it's been mad. Like the first bit of isolation, we, I think we just tried to like get on with things. We're like, okay, we're just going to keep busy. Honestly, did, never realized how important routine was in our lives until we had to create one. Yeah. Because I was, lo- we were losing it. Mm. Like, mm. we can't really, yeah, it's, it's tough to describe. Um, waking yeah, up, just, waking up without a purpose is crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrendous. And it's something that we've never had, we've never had to manage before because probably because of football and just because we've always been busy juggling other things. Same with you probably, right? Yeah, exactly the same. Had to force myself into a routine, force myself to do podcasts, like do like just doing loads of other stuff. Cause like, and then it made me think like, I don't know how people, some people, and I'm not judging them. It's their life, but like waking up and doing fucking nothing. It's like, how do you, how do you even do that? It, like, do you know what I mean? It's cr- Listen, I'm jealous sometimes of them people because I wish I could do that without feeling guilty. Like, guilty, yeah. anxious, yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you see someone doing something, you're like, you got FOMO, you're like, no, I need to work harder. I'm like so driven with that sort of stuff and you guys as well, obviously. But you're mm-hmm. right. Sometimes not knowing what is that like is sometimes maybe, okay. an e- maybe an easier life. Maybe it'll be easy if you wanted to just have just get married, have kids and do nothing, which is, there's nothing wrong with doing yeah, that. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, there's definitely. nothing wrong with doing that. But I think, I reckon it comes from a sporting background from being crazy, crazy competitive. All right. Yeah. I want to, first of all, oh, I'm you nervous. know what? I forgot to ask you guys something at the beginning of the show, which I need to now. Oh, go on. I need to know your Nando's order. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's the same every time. Right, go on, then you go first. Right, so I will go for half a chicken, peri tamer. Can I just can I just say to anyone, if you haven't had peri tamer sauce from Nando's, you are missing oh, out. It's unbelievable. It is really unbelievable. I haven't had it. What, Dirin? Oh, honestly, no. so it's like Nando's barbecue sauce. Oh, oh really? I'll oh have wow. I have it now. I have it now. Oh, wow. but it's <laughs> it's, oh, it's delivery. Sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> You're so, right. Um, right. So it's. It's um, Nando's barbecue sauce, and um, it's like amazing. So half a chicken I have, um, and I have rice. Yeah. And then I have, you know, the um, super greens. What's it called on there? I don't know. I don't know. Don't worry. About it. Don't worry. What is it? What's the delivery? Is it delivery? She's having full on conversation. No, it's all right. It's all right. No, this is good. I like this sort of stuff. You look Spanish. All oh, right, delivery man just said she looks Spanish. So yeah. <laughs> um, I love this. I this can't believe so this. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's brilliant. I like this sort of podcast because I don't like edited shit where it's like nah, not same. authentic. So this is like way better. Same. Like, who's not dealing with this at the minute in isolation? Like delivery. <laughs> delivery. Exactly. I mean? Yeah. I feel like this guy's gonna come in in a minute. These two are getting on. Maybe. Um, 
Oh my god. What's <laughs> your first name? Well, Can you hear well, that? No, is he chatting her up? That is brilliant. So, what's, what's your first name? I just she just goes, Rosie. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, na uh, Nando's half chicken, rice, Adders, super greens. Sorry, she's back from her date. <laughs> um, that was mad. No, it was, he was chatting. Did you get he chatted up? Her. You got chatted up or what? No, not, no, not even. It was literally just buzzle. I don't even know. Go on. She got told she looked Spanish, so she's absolutely buzzle. I'm I can tell. I sponsored back to the sofa. Little <laughs> <laughs> one of them. Um, yeah, so I get the same every, every single time. But yeah, that is a top tip. Nando's top tip. Perry Tamer sauce. It's actually on the kids' menu, but you've got to yeah. ask for it. Okay, all right. All okay, right, you, you've done yours. Yeah. Um, mine's a double chicken wrap. Yeah. Lovely with the halloumi in. Oh, yeah. Take the chili out. Yeah. Chili jam out. Take the lettuce out. Yeah. Put double mayo in. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll have <laughs> double mayo. <laughs> Lovely. No, it's good. Then obviously you've got to have chips. Hey, Why not? Chips, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, not peri peri. It's too spicy. Oh. Oh what? no, we can't do spice. Can't no, do spice. What do you mean you can't do spice? You got like you're like you're part Indian. What is that? I, I know everyone says that. No, they say you're like the fakest Indians because we cannot <laughs> do it. We're really bad. Cool mum. We get coolmas. Coolmas. Yeah. Oh, we can't do it. Okay. Um, so yeah, just chips, and then I'd probably have. Oh, I have avocado on there. I know you don't. Yeah, I like gonna... avocado. I like okay, avocado. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um. Why did you think he's have signed Kent's avocado? <laughs> no, because I've seen a video where he's been, you said something about avocado once, I feel. No, no, I was just, no, it's probably me talking about people, because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a whole avocado. It's so healthy. I'm like, yeah, but it's 400 calories. Like, you could just, oh, have, uh, right. yeah, that's okay, right. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, okay, yeah. No, I just like to have it on the side. Um, okay. And then, depends how, how I'm feeling, really. Like, I love their garlic bread, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. good, but, yeah. that's good. But, right, yeah, that's good. it. Wicked. All right, now, can we? Can you tell people where they can find you guys on Instagram, wherever, wherever like socials, Facebook, whatever, just so they can go check you guys out as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, so check us out on Instagram. Uh, just yeah, at Molly Committer K M I T A. It's Lithuanian surname, so. <laughs> and then Rosie. And then Rosie K M I T A. Same on Twitter. Same on Instagram. They're probably the two platforms you'll find us on most. Yes, you will find them and. Well, they're identical twins. You can't, you can't miss them. And for every, first of all, I just want to say thank you for coming on. I've really enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. And anyone that's listening, you better fucking subscribe. Yeah. You know what? If I carry on with these Nando's questions, I might actually get a Nando's black card if they still exist. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, make yeah, sure you subscribe. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Sorry, let, let us let us plug you. Listen, yeah. everyone. Right. <laughs> yeah, go on. I like this. You you end the show. You end the show. If you're listening to this right now and you actually think it's okay to click off this app and not subscribe. <laughs> that is so bad with you. out of order. Don't bother coming back on Dirin's page, yeah? Because we will find you. We will find you. So subscribe right now. Um, but Dirin, thanks so much for having us, man. Thank it's been you. amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys soon.